You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. to get back to it tonight as always rolling with the number one co-host chip murphy chip how's it going man how you doing i'm good man happy to be back talking with you it's been a really long time been about almost a month i was just looking at the shows i didn't realize how long it was just happy to be back talking basketball and there's certainly uh plenty to discuss tonight yeah. in order to do that me and chip felt we had to absolutely bring on somebody on the show Friend of the pod, uh, guy we know very well, um, Colin Loring, man. Colin, what's going on? How is life? Life, life is still life as it has been for the last couple of months at a standstill. I'm getting a haircut tomorrow, so that's my excitement. I'm thrilled. It's about nice. time. I got one, and I can guarantee you, you will feel like an absolute new man. So I, I'm looking very forward much to it. Looking forward to that for you. Um, so as we were saying before, there's plenty to discuss tonight. Uh, the NBA, as we know it, is going to look very different, but I think I speak for everybody on this pod when I can say that we're happy that we are hoping to have some semblance of professional sports back and very soon. Uh, a lot has changed within the past couple of weeks. Uh, a vote of the Board of Governors led by Adam Silver, there was a 29 to 1 vote. Uh, in favor of the initial plan to restart the NBA in Disney World, in Orlando, in a bubble. There's still plenty of details to come out for sure. Uh, Mostly Woj and Shams have reported on a lot of key dates that are coming up in the future. We've heard some recent updates in news in the past couple of days as well. But just, just for everybody to be aware of kind of like the important dates coming up, June 15th, we had the internationals play, international players reporting back to their markets. June 21st, all players reporting back to their respective teams. You know, Very shortly after, we have coronavirus testing. June 22nd, July 30th is apparently going to mark the continuation or restart of the NBA season. However, I believe Woj actually just tweeted out a couple of hours ago that uh, the NBA is potentially targeting an earlier start date. Uh, So we'll see about that. Um, And there's a lot to discuss. Um, There will be, uh, I believe there's uh, 22 teams, Chip and Colin, am I right on that one, that are going to be potentially included? 
Correct, sir. Uh, so uh, the most interesting thing, uh, or at least one of the most interesting things about this, is if we have a less than four game difference between the eighth and ninth seed, there's going to be a play-in for the last spot in the playoffs, which I think everybody is going to be potentially looking forward to. We're going to have more teams in the Western Conference in than in the Eastern Conference, which I think is pretty fair. Um, and then as we shift towards and past the end of the season, um, we're going to be looking, well, not the end of the season, but we have the draft lottery in August 25th. Um, the actual NBA draft is going to be October 15th. And really quickly, right after that, free agency is the 18th. So about a million and one things to look forward to. Um, with that as kind of like the backdrop for our restart podcast here, I want to open the floor to Chip and Colin here. Of all the things we've heard and even kind of like the smattering of a small faction of players potentially not being um, so excited about coming back to play or, or maybe not being 100% comfortable with the current plan that's in place, what do we think are the big takeaways, important things to look at? You know, what what is... What are the big items to discuss of everything we kind of have in front of us so far? Chip, you want you want to jump in here? You want me to go? No, no, you jump in. You jump okay. in first. I'm, the All people right. are clamoring to hear from you. Absolutely, as always. <laughs> uh, I think big takeaways as far as the format going forward are just the play-in tournament. I think that's going to be a lot more fun and a lot more interesting than we've made it out to be. Um, we've never seen anything like this. It's pretty depressing for those in the Eastern Conference because you've only got your Washington Wizards with a shot to play in. But other than that, there's four teams out west who can all of a sudden have a chance at the playoffs. Uh, I think that's really cool. I like the idea. I think it kind of justifies the idea of a shortened season. Uh, that combined with the eight games you know, for the regular season, I think it gives everybody kind of a chance to, to kind of pick up where they left off and make true to their uh, season. Yeah. I, the biggest takeaway for me is just basketball is back. I'm just happy to have basketball back. And when I when I saw like that, there were players who were concerned about them not playing. I was like, oh shit! Then like maybe we jumped the gun a little bit. But yeah, basketball being back. But what Colin said about the playing thing, I, I really I really like that idea. I was kind of bummed when I first saw the way it was coming back, the 22 team, because. I don't know. I was really psyched. I forget if we talked about this on here. I was really psyched about the idea of the World Cup format coming mm. back. I thought that would have been really cool. KOC wrote about that for the Ringer. I thought that would have been really fun. I know the NBA would never do something that uh, unique, but uh, I know they threw that out there and there was a, a little bit of interest. But uh, I was really excited about that. But <clears throat> I'm glad they didn't bring all 30 teams back. Yeah. Uh, that would have been ridiculous, and there's no point in that. Also, the fact that they're expanding the rosters, and uh, the legend J.R. Smith may come back because of it. So, swish. Look, <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, if it's possible. Yeah, uh, maybe seeing him in the NBA Finals for the Lakers, because it looks like it's leaning that way if he does come back. He's obviously close with LeBron. And I guess Anthony Davis, too. And then Jamal Crawford, eligible to come back, too. But, uh, yeah, a lot of things are it's, – it's looking good, kind of, I guess. I don't know. It was looking good up until recently. Uh, and then it comes out that players are maybe not so keen on coming back. Uh, I don't know. They're concerned maybe about the way it's being handled. They want things to change. I don't know. We'll see. It's supposed to 
season's supposed to resume July 30th. I don't know. Hopefully it hopefully it does. Yeah, I uh I mean I'm with all the the points that you guys bring up. I think something that has is going to be kind of of like a big interest for me is um well, I know that when the Bundesliga came back, the German Soccer League initially there was a lot of talks of, you know, those those first couple of weeks a bunch of injuries coming up. Um, and I think in this era, specifically in the NBA with load management, you know, and a lot of stars and, and potentially even young stars wanting to protect themselves uh, or their their potential, their potential earning potential um, with free agency coming up or restricted or what have you. I think that's going to I think that's going to play into a lot of maybe what comes up here. I hope that's not true. I hope nobody gets injured. I hope nothing happens. But I do think that when you're playing at such a high level and even if you're a well-conditioned athlete, it's just you, you stop. And even if you keep working out, there's nothing that can really duplicate that game speed uh, and that type of toll that it takes on the body. And then to kind of get back into it, even if they have like a little training camp, I think that's going to play a big part in this. I hope it doesn't play a big enough part to taint the championship or to take away, you know, really good stars that, you know, obviously a big part of the reason we watch the game is to see them play. Um, but I'm interested to see how that works out and how teams navigate around it. The other thing I'm really interested to see is kind of like how the NBA plans on policing, like, players literally staying in their hotel rooms during lockdown or whatever they want to call it, quarantine. I mean, especially when you have a whole bunch of young guys uh, that are going to be out in Orlando, forget even talking about just going out and hanging out with other people. I mean, I would have a hard time, even if you were paying me a whole bunch of money to just sit in a hotel room all day except to leave for practice and whatnot. I'm I'm interested to see how the NBA is going to like police this if they're not going to police it. Um, or what, or what's going to be kind of like the ramifications surrounding it. What do you guys think about that? Strictly. I think they're going to police it very strictly. They're not even allowing like their families down there, right? Well, that's true. Yeah. Initially. Yeah. I think that's been the, the I mean, they're going to try. Come down they're going to try. I think. Oh, yeah. they are? What's up? They are or they aren't? I thought they weren't allowing their families down there. I think three family members. That's all you get. Oh, they are three? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's like if you're LeBron, like, who do you bring down? Like, because then you yeah. have to leave people home. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like Philip Rivers, you can bring two people with you. <laughs> it's like, dude, I got like 12 kids. Like, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point. Uh, it's funny. Like, I'm already fantasizing. I'm fantasizing about the watch bombs or the, the like the columns that we're going to get throughout this. Like thinking back to the Rockets Clippers game, I think it was where they went like behind the tunnel. Like this is the standard and the level of like policing and how strict they're going to enforce these things. Like we may get a good couple like stories out of this. Like maybe not J.R. Smith like throwing soup, but you know maybe him and Dion Waiters <laughs> were just like hanging out the. You know, it's a small world ride, like after Turkey or something. I don't know. Something funny is going to come of this. I'm counting on it. Like J.R. Smith on the scooter, something like that. Maybe yeah. not yeah. something as good as the soup, but this needs J.R. Smith needs to be involved in this. Oh, I he agree. He needs to be involved 100%. in this. 
he definitely needs to be involved in it for sure. Um, another thing I was kind of thinking of is, uh, I, and I guess there's an obvious answer to it, but I'm interested to see if you guys have a different take. But the, with the limited amount of time to prepare for all that's coming, you would think that veteran teams are going to be well positioned to kind of take advantage of chemistry, any chemistry issues, um, you know, just being able to kind of get back into the groove of things maybe a little bit quicker than other teams. Like just off the top of my top of my head, I'm thinking of teams like Toronto, I think will do fine. Obviously the Lakers for the most part, even though that team as a whole hasn't been together very long. Um, Clippers. Yeah, Clippers. I mean, Clippers should be okay for the most part. Um you know, even Boston, who hasn't been together a, a, a total amount. I mean, they seem like they were okay for the most part. I'm trying to think of the rest of the Western Conference teams. That I are think the there. Rockets. The Rockets will be fine. Yeah, Rockets will be fine, definitely. Yeah, but those uh, those 4 a.m. workouts with Jimmy Butler are going to hit different in Disney World. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm not sure if the guys are going to enjoy those as much on the Heat. Probably not. How are, I wonder how the Lopez brothers are going to handle being in Disney World without oh, with all the being mascots. allowed to oh, to ride on the God. rides. Yeah, <laughs> that that too, that too. I think they're uh, yeah. I mean they're they're a, a pretty interesting bunch of characters for sure. Um, the other piece of this, and I know we've talked about it a little bit before, is you know we get to see Zion. You know Zion potentially um, in the playoffs could be a really great thing. I think for the league. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of implications for that team as well. And we have Brandon Ingram going into, you know, a restricted free agency. Um, what, what if, what could we think of in terms of matchups that, that you guys would, would be kind of like very excited to see as we move forward? In terms of for the Pels or? Well, I mean, I would say just in general, just in general. I think LeBron against Zion would be very interesting. I think, yeah, that would be ideal. I think, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to see that. That would just be great. And then, of course, Lakers, Clippers. Yeah, I mean, that's the Western Conference Finals. Everybody wants to see that. Uh, in terms of the East, I don't know if there's anything I'm I'm dying to see. There would be one playoff series that I would like to see. Uh, I, I don't think, uh, unfortunately... Really the, Toronto. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Jeff. What happened? Oh, yeah. I th- listen, I think Chip's right. Philly-Toronto, I think, would be great. Yeah. Um, Philly-Toronto, the rematch. There's also one that I would love to see. It's not going to happen. Um, and I think I don't think Kyrie's going to come back. But, man, if somehow the Celtics and uh, Nets were able to face off and Kyrie was able to play them, I think that would be great. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I also think two underrated. Obviously, I'm speaking from a from a Heat standpoint. As always, I try to keep things like brand loyal. My, my area of focus. But yeah, exactly. Shouts uh, <laughs> to fan sided. No, uh, <laughs> I like the idea of the Heat and the Pacers. That's how things are slated right now. I think Jimmy would just slander them up and down the wall. But at the same time, I like the idea of like a Sixers Heat matchup. Just because of like, you know, he was there for like the Sixers would like that, and he bounced out. Yeah, I don't think I they would like that at all. He's got their number. 
<laughs> I agree That's with that. Terrible. Actually, I think, honestly, now that you just said that, I think Sixers Heat would be a matchup that I would really – it would be in my top three. Of you imagine the MB to the trade rumors to the Heat oh, during yeah. that series? Yeah, They'd probably. be trading MB to the Heat during the series. Yeah. That would be uh, – I think the other thing um, that that when you were talking about, I forget if it was Colin. What did you say right before Sixers Heat? I said Pacers Heat. Oh, Pacers because of the heat. whole TJ Warren, Jimmy Butler drama. See, but that's not a. You know what? I I agree with that, but that's to me that's not even a fair fight because Oladipo isn't fully back yet, and I think I the Pacers. Oh yeah, no, definitely. And the Pacers are going to have to be... But how good uh, is Oladipo, really? No, he's good, man. He's <laughs> no, I'm really just good. I'm kidding, I'm Dude, kidding, I'm kidding. He's so good. <laughs> that goes back to, I think, that goes back to a redraft episode that, that me and Chip had. <laughs> where I put him I put him above, um, who was it, I think, Chip? That well, you he's, he's at least Damian Dotson with, like, a vertical. I'll give him Jesus that Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> disrespect. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Jesus, man. I, I, I feel an article coming out from Colin on that in, uh, <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. I'll probably retweet it anyway just because I'm a nice guy, but Jesus Christ, man. Right. Like, Damian Dotson yeah. with a vertical. Thanks, Jeff. My Lord. <laughs> I'm about? trying to think of who you put I'll him ahead of. If your career was made by Russell Westbrook. Made by him, he fucking held him back. <laughs> okay, so as we kind of transition here, um, you know, we're looking at the top seeds for each conference. I figure we, we'll start on the Milwaukee Bucks here a little bit. Um, you know, before we, we talk about them, I know Chip and I had a, a really big Bucks fan, a, a once, you know, a really good writer for, I think, the Hoops Habit affiliate or one of the fan side affiliates for the Bucks, Tim Ray. He, you know, one of the things that really stood out in that episode was that he said the Bucks were just really rolling along, right? They had this great rhythm. Everything just stopped. You know, Giannis is playing well. They had this great five-out offense. Um, you know, Brooke Lopez is looking like a defensive player of the year candidate. Um, and Middleton is hitting his stride. Everything's just working well. Um, what do you guys see as maybe potential impediments, roadblocks, towards their kind of march to a finals appearance. Um, I think everyone can safely say that they're, you know, I wouldn't say the clear, clear-cut favorite, but definitely the favorite. Um, you know, we could we could argue and say that they're maybe not as playoff-tested in terms of getting deep. Um, but what do you guys see as impediments to their kind of, like, march to the finals? Or do you guys feel like it's just, you know, um, full go, they'll be there? When, when we're playing the finals in October? I, I think if anything, um, and this is always, it's, it's always hypothetical, obviously, but when Ian Begley came out and said that John Wall might play, that, that raised a couple of <laughs> flags to me, just because if John, and I've been, I've been on this podcast and made some incredibly blasphemous statements about John Wall and his future, but I'm thinking if we've got a guy that's 80% healthy, you've got John Wall and you've got Bradley Beal, Rui is, like, impressed, like, his rookie season. I'm just saying that's not the easiest team to play in the first round. That's all I'm saying. That's not, like, the Raptors will have a Nets team that doesn't have Kyrie or Durant. The Celtics will have the Sixers and the Heat will have the Pacers, right? Those will be competitive series, but 
for the Raptors to play the Nets, and then the Bucks have to play a Wizards team. I mean, I, if they do play the Wizards, I still think Bradley Beal wins one on his own just because he's outrageous. But if Wall is going to come back, I think it's at least enough to keep an eye on. Um, it's, it's noteworthy because we're talking about a team that I'm not sure if they have played at the eighth slot any time that they've been in the playoffs with, with Wall and Beal. They don't really deserve to be there if they've got a healthy backcourt. So it's not your typical first-round matchup, especially for a juggernaut like the Bucks. I think that could – for them to have to play a first-round series that goes six games, even that, just it, it would be a speed bump at least. So you're not – are you thinking 2007 Warriors or are you not going that crazy? Uh, let's not go that crazy. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I didn't know talking, where you were going We're still talking that. about Giannis and Chris and my boy. Okay, Arthur. okay, okay. But again, right. just if we're talking about a path to the finals, you know, like a little bump, you know. All right. Okay, I'll I'll buy that. Maybe John. Is that Wall unfair comes to back. say? Yeah. Maybe if John Wall comes back and plays on fire, I don't know. But we haven't heard too much about him. Though. But the I fact that we haven't it. heard that he's not playing is exactly why I think that he's going to. It would be a huge storyline. Really, Say it again, Jeff. No, it would be a huge storyline for sure. I would be surprised, but I but it would be it would be. My big. thing is at, at this point, and I said the same thing, and I'm going to try not to harp on this, but I said the same thing about Durant when I heard the news. I don't. I'm not sure I can grasp the idea of not playing. Uh, their their respective timelines with Durant's being a couple months ahead, like further down the road as opposed to John's. John Wall hasn't played on the NBA floor since December of 2018. I don't know why at this point you don't at least roll them out for the eight games, playing 15, 20 minutes. You've literally got nothing to lose. You're the ninth seed. But you want him to get some kind of just like run on the floor. And I think the same thing's true for Durant. I mean, Kyrie got to play this year. I think I don't know why you wouldn't play 15 to 20 minutes of Durant on the floor and pull him as you feel is necessary. And, hey, if you're the Wizards and you make the playoffs, who cares? Like you pull John. You don't play him because that's too much. But I don't understand why you don't give him run in the first place. How many games back are they, the Wizards? Do you know? Yeah, I've I think got it right it's, here. I think it's three and a – what is it, like three and a half or something? Oh, or? no. No, it's, it's five and a half. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah. That's my thing. They're completely out of it unless they pull off a miracle, like, eight no run while the Magic absolutely just, like, poop their pants. Like, yeah. I don't understand why you don't give John an eight-game run. It's going to be July, early August. That's about the same time that he'd be getting ready to do training camp and everything right. else. I think that's fair. Um, you know what is so interesting enough, Colin, when you're talking KD there, um, I think it's kind of a good time for us to maybe just discuss this. This was something that hit me a little bit earlier in the week. So there were reports that came out, you know, amidst uh, a couple months after Kenny Atkinson's firing from the Nets organization right, <laughs> as head coach. And, you know, we all know that it was – issues butting heads with stars as is the case with most coaches who gets who get fired um, or their time runs out but when you start to see quotes coming from KD or I, I forget I think this was an article that came from The Athletic and I don't know if it was Shams or, or someone else who had um, written it but you start to see some interesting things about not developing championship habits um, and there was like a blow up in the locker room that was apparently between Atkinson and KD. Um, and you know, it essentially boils down to Atkinson wanting everyone to touch the ball and having this free flowing offense and something that was working somewhat, uh, for the nice mom and pop store that he was building in Brooklyn. And then, you know, 
these elite isolation players come to his team and at least on the surface it looks like they don't want to play that way and but it, it's just so weird because they don't want to play that way but Kevin Durant wasn't going to play anyway um and so you start to read a little bit more of the tea leaves that are coming out from this situation and uh it's just it's just like it's not surprising to me because we know this is a star driven league but it's just kind of like Really? Like, I don't know. And, and I, I brought this up with uh, Matt Brooks, who's a, like a really good Nets writer. We had him on the pod like a while back and we were talking about this issue. And and I kind of, I straddled the fence, but I kind of like also like got on Kenny Atkinson a little bit for like trying to be a fifth grade teacher, like, and, and being like, you get what you get and you don't get upset. And it's like, this is not that, you know, like you can't treat everybody the same way. First off, not everybody makes the same amount of money. Not everybody's the same caliber of player. Um, and even if we look at our jobs and our life, not every employee is treated the same. Not every student is treated the same. Not every, you know, whatever it is, executive is treated the same. So I don't know if this is that or if it's, I don't know. What do you, what do you, what do you guys, I know it's an old story, but what do you guys, what did you guys think when you heard those things that came up? I just I mean, I just, I mean, I have to agree with you, obviously, in a, in a full sense that I just don't know what Brooklyn was expecting when they brought in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. It seems, and I know we're talking about a team that traded four first-round picks for Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Jason Terry, but they clearly were not ready yeah. for what for what they got. Yeah. Uh, and I, a lot of that is why I didn't think it made any sense for Nets fans, Nets Twitter, whoever, to be, you know, arguing the fact that Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Jarrett Allen, DeAndre Jordan, all these guys were going to be on the same team and play together, and they were going to be the ones that were on the championship floor. It was never going to be that way. Right. It was never going to be that way. Look at Kevin Durant's rosters in Oklahoma City. Look at his roster in Golden State where they actually took the ball away from Steph Curry and Klay Thompson to give it to Kevin Durant more. That's right. Like, He's not going to come in and give up a couple touches of his game to Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie. That's not who he is. Right. And that's why I just – I don't know what Brooklyn was expecting. I don't know why Kenny Atkinson signed on for the job. Um, I've got my own you know, thoughts about him as a head coach, but I don't know why they thought that that was going to be the pairing that worked. Uh, it's, it's just not a surprise to me that this has kind of had a bumpy start. Uh, it, it's, it's very interesting, though. You know, and it's – his decision to not play is interesting, too. The way I say it, I got into an argument the other day. Because the way I say it is there are five players, give or take one or two right now, that if they want to be on the NBA floor, they play. I don't care if he's missing an arm, he has no eyes, he has no feet. If he's playing in a wheelchair, there are five, maybe seven tops, guys, who if they look at the team medical staff and the ownership group and they say, I want to be on the NBA floor, they don't argue with you. You go, you suit up, and you get on the floor. Kevin Durant is one of those guys. So this is like, let's not be mistaken here. This is his decision to not play. I'm sure it has something to do with Kyrie not playing, whatever it could be, because maybe he doesn't want to play with Karis LeVert. There's a lot of talk about them being so close. That all fizzled as soon as the season started. Uh, maybe he doesn't want to play with Spencer Dinwiddie. Maybe it's because he doesn't want to play for Vaughn, the interim coach. I don't know. But it is – there is something brewing there, and it's really like – I think the best way to put it is just they weren't ready. I mean, do you disagree, Chip? No, I don't. I think if Kyrie Irving were healthy, I think KD would much more likely be playing right yeah. now. 
But no, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I don't think they were prepared for the whirlwind of dysfunction that comes with signing Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. I think that it's not exactly a new thing. Superstars uh, pick their coaches. That's how it goes. Magic Johnson picked his coach. Michael Jordan picked his coach. Uh, LeBron James picked how many coaches? LeBron James picked. <laughs> like it, it's the way it goes. And. Kevin Julius Randle's going to pick his next coach. <laughs> exactly. I hope so. Guys, his instincts are spot on. I hope he's going to pick that coach. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, fucking Julius Randle. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, God, Julius Randle's going to pick the next fucking head coach. Um, Julius Randle and Tom Thibodeau, that's going to make an interesting match. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ice! Ice! Yeah. <laughs> Ice, ice for fucking Randall. Um, no, the KD and Kyrie Irving did not come to Brooklyn to play for Kenny Atkinson. They didn't even know Kenny Atkinson. They had right. no idea who he was when they signed there. They did not come there to play for a guy they didn't know. They wanted to pick their own coach, whether it be Ty Lue, Mark Jackson, whoever. Yeah, whoever it is, they want to pick the guy the guy who they think can go win a championship for them, whoever it is. Yeah. So it's not exa- it's not shocking. I think Kenny would have had to have had some insane run, win 50, 55 games to keep his job. And he didn't do it. They, that's they didn't that's without him. KD. Yeah. Yeah, without KD. He still would have had to have played that one. And right. Kyrie wasn't healthy, big surprise. So I think they're taking a big chance putting their uh, faith – of the future of their franchise in the hands of Kevin, uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, though. Not exactly the most stable franchise players. So Let's we'll just see. note, Kevin Durant left the floor when June of this year. At a minimum, he won't touch the court again until probably Christmas, if yeah. not 2021. And that's how Brooklyn is starting off the KD era. I think we could be in for a real treat and a real abnormality with this uh, storyline. Yeah, man. True, but you roll the for for one of the 15, 20 greatest players of all time, you roll the dice for Kevin. Oh, I mean, if this was the Knicks, then yes, KD, please sit. Don't worry about it. We'll yeah. be fine. Like, but it's the Nets. We're allowed to talk crap. Yeah, yeah. You roll the dice for Kevin Durant, and you take <clears> on his <throat> asshole sidekick friend, Kyrie Irving, at yeah. 10 times out of 10. But, yeah, this could be a shit show. We don't know. It could be, and we, we have no idea. And the head coach may not matter at all because Kevin Durant may just be Kevin Durant. He comes back. Who knows? It's possible. It's certainly possible. What else, um, as we get closer to kind of like the restart, what else is kind of on your guys' mind in terms of big topics that, that are out there? Skinny Jokic. Oh, Skinny Jokic. Skinny Jokic. <laughs> yeah, because I tell you what, there was a tweet. It was, I believe, Molly Morrison. She does a lot of Grizzlies coverage. Um, shouts to Molly. She tweeted, she said, I can't wait. One of these NBA stars <laughs> is going to come back and have seemingly forgot how to play basketball. And it's going to be amazing. And I said, you know what? My money is on Nikola Jokic. What? And guess what? This guy oh, came my- out, and he's, he's thinner than Marcus All. You know, I, I had Luka Doncic on the sheet, but... I didn't want to go far, you know, that far down to the dark horse rankings. But 
No, yeah, Jokic looks good, man. I, he's still going to have to put on weight for, like, post-up situations and be able to throw himself oh, around yeah, with those guys. But really skinny. He's the skinniest he's been since he's been in the league. For sure. Super it. skinny. And so is Harden looks skinny, too. Yeah. I'm actually, not sure I understand the draw there, but uh, I, I just think that the way his game is played, I don't know if being <laughs> more lightweight is going to help you. I think, I think Harden, Harden just needs to be in better shape endurance-wise. But in terms of being super skinny, he needs to be able to guard. He needs to be able to guard guys in the post. So being super skinny doesn't help him there. But same thing with Jokic. He, he can't get too skinny. But no, I was really impressed by they. Did you see the posting uh, media day Jokic versus skinny Jokic? People oh were posting God. that. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that's like that's before quarantine skinny Jokic after quarantine fat Jokic. Yeah, it should be reversed, but it's not. <laughs> uh, I think the guys that are super skilled. Um, like a Jokic or a, Don, or a Doncic uh, that don't necessarily rely on athleticism. I think they worry me a little bit less. Um, but it all also comes down to how you kept yourself in shape over this break. Like, I'm going to be very interested to see how some of these players come back. Like, I follow Jimmy Butler on Instagram, so I know the dude is like an absolute ox. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he's not... He's an absolute he's, unit. Yeah, yeah, he's not missing anything at all. His... His body fat is still 0.5 or whatever, you know, like it's ridiculous. So like I'm not worried about him, but I'm going to be interested to see how some of these players come back. Um, I'd be interested. Seriously, let me ask. Both of you get one guy, comes back, looks really rusty. Who is it? Ooh, wow. Um, I want to say Embiid just because of the way that his game is played, the nature of it. I feel like he knows he's going to have the spotlight on him because of that so much that he's not going to. Well, I saw the quote where he says, you know, he says, I've been working out six days a week for the last month. And I was like, I'm not really sure that that's like that impressive. I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's something that you go out and like bump your chest about. Like, yeah, six days a week for the last month, you know. Before (laughs) that, I was eating Arby's and Taco Bell and Xbox and Knox. Yeah, no, like, I I don't know. I would, I would say for me, um, if I don't have a specific player in mind, it's going to be somebody who is either maybe having a nagging injury, uh, right. but not something that necessarily kept them off the court, but maybe something that they couldn't go full throttle on in terms of the workouts and had to like continuously be in the training room or whatever around yeah. their, their... That would certainly like be a hitch. I yeah. think that's, to me, that's what I'm... I would watch out for, you know, teams that had players that were um, missing some games here and there. That that Those are the guys that I think are going to come back uh, a little bit rusty. Get, give me yeah. somebody specific, Chip. Give me something good. Oh, God. I'm going to secretly go through the NBA standings right now just in case. Cause I, Vucevic. I, I don't wanna, say Vucevic. Wanna... You know you want to. I absolutely want to say Vucevic. <laughs> so, yeah, I will say Vucevic. Yeah. I will, I, you know, he he's probably going to come back and just rip the fucking court up right now. But he's – I wouldn't be surprised if he came back slow because his his game is just like that. It takes you know a good going. one, actually. I'm sorry. Right team, wrong player. What do we think Markel Fultz looks like when he gets back? Hmm. That's something to watch. It's not bad at all. <sighs> I think Markel Fultz is going to look good. Why do you think he's going to fall off? I hope. I just think that he's already making so much progress that when you interrupt that, you take him off the floor for the amount of time that he's been off the floor. I think there's reason to believe that he could be rustier or lost a step. I'm a I big fan of his comeback, but 
the guy you're ignoring is the guy. Uh, the guy I was just talking on Twitter about Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon is going to look awful. When Jesus, he's going to look. He's going to look so bad. Well, I got I got two players. Who's playing Give so me, yeah. well? <laughs> I uh, I got two players, and then I'm going to go the other way. Somebody who I think is going to look really good. I think it's. Gonna I love su- it. Yeah. I think it's going to surprise you guys both. And I, and I totally am going to admit it, the guy that I think is going to look good, I'm telling you right now, I'm being a prisoner of the moment. It's based off workout videos. <laughs> so I'm going, to tell you, I'm going to tell you where I'm going. The first Lance two, Stevenson. The, <laughs> born ready. So the, the first two that I'm going to say that I think are going to look bad. I, I mean, this guy doesn't get much playing time, but I think he was coming around. Um, but like also on the Nuggets – Michael Porter Jr. Like I yeah. think, I think a guy chronic back issues, struggling. Right. I you know I'd be interested to see how he comes back from this. Also, a guy that we all already spoke about, Victor Oladipo. What does he look like after this layoff? What do the Pacers decide is in his best interest? What does he think is in his best interest? I think that's going to be a big one. And I wouldn't then, be surprised if they shut him down. Well, I think I think that's that should be on the table. Yeah. Um, and here's my thing. So. Getting some I hot I'm, takes. I'm I love it. I'm interested to see how. You shouldn't Chip, want that. I'm interested to see. You should want see. that. He's playing for money right now. No, I know. I, and so I'm interested to see how Chip reacts to this. So as a Knicks fan who <laughs> was sworn to hate this guy for a little bit, well, well, for however long you want to, but in the combination of seeing the abject disaster of what has left, well, there's still time to tell him the story, but still. The Kristaps Porzingis trade. I'm telling you right now, guys. I've seen some Kristaps Porzingis workout videos. This guy, uh, this guy no. is about to light the fucking shit no. on fire, man. Fuck off. No, Get not it. at all. He, this <laughs> man, this man is about to form the most dynamic fucking pick and roll duo with Luka Doncic, and he is going to light shit up. That's if Doncic can get up the court. And, and, and let's we, not be and we, right, and we are going to be so sad, <laughs> and we are going to be so fucking upset of 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 the shitstorm that's been left in in the wake of his trade. I'm telling you guys. I I I I wanted to I I drank the Kool Aid so hard when we traded. I said he didn't want a beer. Fuck him. Like blah blah blah. And you know, okay, we got picks, we got cap space, and this man, uh, he's solid right now. He's ready to tear it up, and I'm just I'm sad. I don't know. I I just I don't know what to say about it. I'm honestly just gonna choose not to re- to reply, Chip. I urge you to take the same path. <laughs> you wait a minute. You don't uh, think Kristaps Porzingis is gonna be good? I I don't hate Kristaps Porzingis anymore. I think his career is over, honestly. What? Are you insane, I don't Colin? like. I don't like. I don't like Kristaps Porzingis. I don't At dislike Kristaps Porzingis. I I nothing Kristaps Porzingis. Like he's 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 a non entity to me. Know, so man. I can be I can be objective about Kristaps Porzingis. Whatever I I don't know. I, I I I'm just not impressed by the way he played this year. Give, give me one guy you think is going to play really well coming out the gate. Me? Dan? Yeah. Dane? Dane? I like Ooh, it. <laughs> That's yes. a safe bet. Yes. Our guy Chip is a betting man. That's a Dane's, safe bet. Dane's going to annihilate coming yeah. right out of the gate. He's going to score 30, 40, 30, 40, just score a shit ton of points. I'm with that. I'm with that. Mine? I'm just going to go for the duo. I think Westbrook and Harden are going to look really good when they get back. Yeah, All right. I'm right about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I 
feel really good about that. That's not that that hot of a take, but I feel really I good about them. I think this is probably better for them that they've had this time off than worse. I was just going to say, a nice long break where James Harden is going to do him well. Nothing better. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I know the strip clubs were closed, but I'm sure he's still enjoying himself somewhere. <laughs> I'm, sure he, I'm, sure he found, I'm sure he found something to oh, occupy man. his time just as well. That's awesome. Yeah. And then the obvious, nothing is more scarier. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say in NBA history than arrested LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah, oh, fuck. you have to. Say I know that. he. You don't recognize him right now because whatever's on that. his face. But yeah, he he is going to be scary. Yep. And he wants to be there. In case you hadn't heard, he really wants to be playing. So, <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah. He's probably going to sneak. <laughs> he's probably going to sneak his way onto these conference calls with the guys who don't want to play and be like, "Listen, guys, I don't know what you guys <laughs> think is going on, yeah. but I'm the league and uh, yeah." And you guys are I speak for you. I, so I literally shut speak the fuck for up. you. Yeah. He's like, the money I've made in my career has trickled down to you guys in some way or some some right. form or fashion. You guys are playing. Looking at you, JR. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you ever want to play on a team with me ever in your life, like you will play in this eight-game whatever sports <laughs> bubble. So that being said, now that I mentioned JR, I think another like easy topic, and I mentioned it before, one one guy we want to see play that, that wouldn't have without the roster expansion, I guess. No. Oh, Jr. is mine, obviously. Chip, you don't get to say yeah. Jr. That's the easy yeah. answer. <laughs> well, I want you to get creative, man. Well, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm, mine's also kind of an easy one. Uh, I am, but I, I love this guy. I mean, I love Jamal Crawford, so yeah. I, I need to see him on an NBA roster. The I worry guy, the teams won't pick him up. I think that his yeah. sprint with his his sprint with the Minnesota and then taking the, the desperate move and going with Phoenix. I think that may have done enough to, to put him out. Yeah, it's possible. Didn't he score like – didn't he have like a 50-point game when he was in Phoenix? Yeah, Devin Booker also had a 70-point game for the Suns that no one gives a shit about. I mean, I wouldn't yeah, say but, no uh, one gives a shit whatever. about it. I mean, I understand it's not going to get – Well, they lost and he celebrated it like he was Kobe scoring 81. So that was yeah. kind of fucking ridiculous. I mean, I hear you, but, you know, I don't know. Well, All right, Colin, you guys you are both going to resonate with this one. I want Shump back, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, Shump's yeah. a good we one. We need yeah. him. That is a the good one. Is, his chances have been spoiled because Brooklyn's not really going for it anymore, in my yeah. eyes. And that's who he really proved himself with. I'm hoping that. That's a good one. That's a really I'm, good one. Yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, somebody will take the flyer. I mean, I think the Rockets would be smart to bring him back. He played well for them. Uh, and then on that note. I've actually already got 600 words typed up and scheduled out for tomorrow on why the Miami Heat need to call uh, Gerald Green and see what my boy's been up to. Gerald Green. Well, how about this one? I saw this one tweeted out earlier, so I can't take full credit for it. And it's possible that he's still on contract with the team. But, yo, let's get Vince Carter on a fucking playoff roster. Yeah, that's the problem. I think he's under contract, so I don't know if he's eligible or not. That would be nice. In In that case, then I just like, I want Steph Curry. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just play yeah, we brought Vince Carter. Who'd you guys bring? Ah, uh, you may have heard <laughs> of him. Yeah. Uh, who's another one that's sitting on the bench? I mean, there's always like Isaiah Thomas. He really wants some scoring, right? Uh, nobody talks about Kenneth Fareed. Ah, uh, Chip loves Kenneth Fareed. Another one, uh, Alan Crabb doesn't play for anyone right now. Yeah. Uh, I did some research earlier and just kind of looked through some of the free agent names, but. Uh, It'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah, it will. 
I think um, unless you guys have anything else, I think that's probably a good place to wrap up our uh, no. our fresh first episode back here. It's, it's good to see all you guys talk some basketball with you guys. I hope we get to watch some basketball soon, and then we have more to talk about, um, which would be nice. But what do you guys think? Uh, we tapped out here, or anything left? Yeah, for you? let's call it. Anytime I get to uh, cut a conversation with Chip Short, I'm gonna bite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> And the shade continues, and uh, as 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 best friends goes, that's that's probably the best place to, to finish up right there. As uh, Colin sips from his Miller Lite cup, great great product placement, by the way. I try. Yeah. Um, but listen, before we get out of here, Colin, always great having you on, man. I forgot to mention before, but fantastic, absolute fantastic writer for the Hoops Habit affiliate of Fan Sided. Um, writes amazing pieces about the Miami Heat. Please check right, them out. Fantastic and amazing. You don't need to go overboard. <laughs> Chip, hey, I wasn't going to say anything, Chip. Let the man <laughs> but, but tell, um, as we've done before here, tell the good people where they can find your writing, um, where they can find you on Twitter. Yeah, no, you guys know what the deal is. At Cologne Loring on Twitter, and then uh, Coastside Expert for all you can heat on fan side. Hit us up. Absolutely. Um, all right. We'll finish up there. Me and Chip will be back hopefully before the end of this week. We are still trying to continue our A through Z NBA series. Uh, We are very much trying to finish up and record our uh, Los Angeles Clippers episode with somebody who is very, very knowledgeable about the team and organization. Hope to bring that to you guys soon. Outside of that, we hope everybody stays safe and talk to you.